listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. Now, we're talking about ways to shake off your stress, literally. A set of exercises known as the trauma release exercise is developed to help us reset our bodies. And I'm really delighted to be chatting with Lisa Glasgow, who is a TRA professional, which stands for Tension and Trauma Release Exercise. Uh, and she's a practitioner in this area. And she joins us live this afternoon. Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Noreen. Thank you for having me on. I'm great, thank you. That's yeah, very good. good. We are also live on Facebook as well, so uh, if our listeners want to pop over there and also maybe watch the exercises, feel free to do so. The Facebook to do so is Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. So let's jump right in. Um, what is TRE? How would you explain it to, to some of our listeners who, who may not have come across it? So TRE was developed by um, Dr. David Baselli, who's a trauma specialist. Um, and he noticed that, you know, when he was, he was sort of living in, um, in the Middle East during the you know, time of great war and, uh, you know, kind of uh, violence, basically. And he observed the fact that, you know, when the bombs were dropping, um, humans naturally, you know, we all kind of, you know, we shake, which I think we've seen when, you know, we, we've had a, a car accident or something like that. You know, we've seen that, that idea that we shake. And first of all, I think, you know, he questioned, was this a pathology? Is this a sort of a negative shake? Is this something the body's doing that's not healthy for us or indicating ill health? And in actual fact, he discovered it's quite the opposite. It indicates um, very positive uh, response as a positive health. Um, so he developed TRE, Tension Trauma Release Exercises, as a way of us accessing this positive response system. Um, it's basically how we, what we would do if we were caught in a survival um, mode. I can give you a little story. I always like to tell the story about the tiger. So if we were lost in the jungle and we were you know, being chased by a tiger, very quickly, our body would go into fight, flight, or freeze, and we would quickly assess that you know, uh, freezing is not a good idea. Fighting a tiger also don't do that. So let's run. So we're going to run. So at that point in time, our body is flooded with test, uh, uh, adrenaline and cortisol. So very, very powerful chemicals, and this allows us to feel really strong. Um, you know, we feel uh, very sharp, we get very attuned in our senses, we get very heightened senses. So we're really very um, able to run away as fast as we can um, and, you know, be very highly vigilant so that we can kind of look for tiger and make sure we're, we're keeping ourselves alive. So we're in completely heightened survival mode at that point. Um, if we're running away from the tiger for a matter of days, which we might be, we need to keep our bodies in that state of heightened expression for as long as it takes. So our organism, we like to talk about it as a sort of a whole entity, is very, very clever. So it sort of turns off all non-essential systems. So it's a bit like if you're driving a car and you're running out of petrol, you kind of look, what can I switch off? So the body does the same thing and it does things like, well, you know, eating a lot is at the moment isn't very appropriate so we will switch off the hunger signals we'll switch off half the digestive system and we'll redivert that energy into the running you know the high vigilance um we'll redivert some of the talking part of the brain because we're not conversing with people 
Um, so we'll redirect that energy. And then over a period of time, it does things like it starts to shut down the immune system, the internal immune system, because again, it, you know, it recognizes that actually the immediate danger is an external problem, and therefore we should prioritize that. So it's all very clever. And of course, once we come out of the jungle, we're rescued, bye-bye tiger, we're fine. Um, all our systems, you know, in a healthy response would come back on because as you can imagine, it's not very healthy to live with half our systems switched off. Um, so that would be a healthy response. But of course, what happens in today's uh, society, our equivalent of Mr. Tiger, you know, can be um, fear of losing our jobs, financial insecurity, problems with family, um, and of course, the big one, COVID at the moment. So we don't really know when we're safe and therefore our bodies go into this survival mode and, um, and it doesn't really know when to come out. So, you know, we, we're kind of stuck in that very high state of alert, which of course is, is quite dangerous for us over a period of time. And how will this exercise sort of bring us back down to reset our bodies? Because it's important that we reset our bodies. We, we want the other functions to come back. Um, we don't want to be in that sort of heightened state of um, flight, really. No, I mean, whilst we're in that heightened state of fight, so what, something that's quite interesting is whilst we're pumping out cortisol, we cannot produce testosterone. And of course, testosterone is very critical for both men and women's bodies, in fact. Um, so, of course, you know, if people think they've got a low testosterone level, then one of the things they should probably look at is, are they pumping out too much cortisol, i.e. are they in a stress response system? Um, so, the, yeah, the exercises actually connect to that fight or flight so we have something called the psoas muscle which is spelled p-s-o-a-s um, and it starts at t12 so it starts at the you know the back of the lower vertebrae the middle vertebrae yes about where your bra would be if you're a woman um t12 and then it kind of wraps around us like a corset and it goes into the legs so it's actually the only muscle that connects the upper and lower parts of our bodies. Um, and this is the muscle that allows us to do this, which is protect all our vital organs. Just to crouch down, yep. If we needed to, you know, kind of if something was attacking us, we would do that, which would be protect our vital organs. And of course, it also allows us to open up, which means we can fight, we can run, you know, into the legs. So this is essentially our um, fight flight you know, um, survival mode system. So what we do with the exercises is we just start to gently um, sort of pull it really, G gently sort of tease it so that we can say, we, we want you to kind of release, we, we give you permission to that makes a lot of sense because I, I, for some of our listeners, I'm not sure about you as well, Lisa, but when we get nervous, sometimes we've got this sort of sick feeling in our stomach and everything sort of tenses in. It pulls all your muscles back to the core to sort of protect the core. And you feel this tension sort of building up, and which is why, like you were saying, these exercises can help sort of slowly release it and you feel more relaxed and your shoulders drop and, and everything else. Yeah. That's exactly right. So the, the psoas muscle and where it connects with us in the lower region, in the, sort of the abdomen area, you know, we're beginning to think of it as a second brain, you know. And in fact, we, we now know that twice as many, um, twice as much information signals come from the stomach area. To yes. 
as from brain down. So, you know, we're learning so much about what our organism does as a whole. And we know that this is not a central control system that tells everything else what to do. That's not the way it works. You know, it's much more integrated as a system. There's lots of, you know, kind of communication going back and forth. So. Yeah. I'm interested to sort of learn more about you as well. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you sort of embark on this journey uh, of healing? Why did you, how did you discover TRE exercises? Yes, yeah, so I'm um, a advertising, marketing, designer person, creative director. I've been um, in advertising for about almost 30 years. Um, and it is highly stressful, you know, in career, actually. Um, I remember when I was doing my university degree and my professor said, you know, nobody dies from advertising, don't worry about it, you know, it's, you know, it'll be tomorrow's chip paper, you know, in the, in the newspaper. Um, I wish he was right, but unfortunately that's not quite true. You know, there were a situation particularly, um, you know, about five, ten years ago where lots of advertising people were actually dying of overwork and exhaustion um, and many were leaving the business due to stress and things like that. So I was always looking for a way to help me manage um, and process stress better so that I could enjoy my job. Um, and that's when I, I went and took a few months out actually and I went and spent some time in Thailand and I was um, introduced to TRE there through uh, a very, very clever woman called Fiona Leibovitz and her, you know, through her instruction and I spent a year there, I took a year out basically training um, under her guidance and with Dr. David Selly's um, structure. Um, and then I qualified after a year of intense training. So it was very, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to completely change what I did and spend a whole year absorbing myself in sort of health and um, how, you know, the body responds, you know, in terms of uh, psychology and, and uh, sociology, all the whole kind of all different biology. Yeah. Good, good for you because a lot of the times people think self-care is a bit of a luxury, but actually it's a necessity. We should all sort of focus <laughs> on our mental health and, and sort of our physical well-being in order to do our, our jobs well and, and, and other parts of our lives. Um, you look like a sporty person, Lisa. <laughs> we are live on Facebook, so our listeners can also uh, see you um, there also. Um, what made you sort of choose this exercise? Because surely when you're exercising, you know, these uh, hormones like um, uh, endorphins, um, they, they get released. So why in particular did you choose this exercise over other forms of exercises to help you release um, your tensions? Yeah, so I do uh, practice other forms of exercise as well. I think of this as a more of a kind of a stress release therapy because it's, specifically activates our neurogenic tremors um, and of course the shaking mechanism these are what we call neurogenic tremors and they are innate to all mammals so all mammals have this ability to shake um, and so specifically this accesses um, the neurogenic tremor tremors in ourselves and then we get an op opportunity to allow the body to shake off particular stress so rather than it being um, an exercise to keep the body fit in the way that we traditionally understand what it really does is it allows us to access um, deeply held trauma sometimes we've you know we might have had a car accident for instance where we think oh i'm i'm much better i'm healed from that but in actual fact when you lie down and you, you start your tre practice um the body might want to shake in that particular area so you know you might have um, your wrist might want to shake or you might feel some 
um, trembling. I, I personally had a car accident when I was 17. And, you know, but, you know, and I fractured my sternum here. Um, oh, wow. And while I was doing the TRE, um, one, I must have done 20 or 30 sessions. And one particular session, I felt a searing pain right in the middle of my chest. And I thought, oh, that's odd. What's that? And I thought, that's familiar. I remember that pain. And it was exactly the same pain as I'd had when I had fractured my sternum. And it was only there for about, I don't know, one or two minutes. And it was kind of shivering, you know, like you could feel. And then it was gone. So it was like, although I had recovered from then, the car accident, that particular area of my body, which is quite an important bit, your sternum is, you know, holds your ribcage together. So, um, particularly as well, very important Chinese yes. medicine, yes, yeah, very, very critical part of the body. So, you know, that just wanted to heal a bit more. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit. I, I was on, um, I was watching some of the videos of, of these um, stretches, if you like, these shaking. It's There's quite a rhythm to it. You're not just sh- sort of shaking your body. There's a real sort of um, count to it, a beat to it. Um, I'd love to invite you to, to share some of that um, on, on the program uh, later on and, and to demonstrate um, these. But I want to first also talk about the negative emotions. You talked about trauma. And of course, trauma sort of you know, manifests itself differently for, for, for different people. And trauma can come in all shapes and forms. It can be sort of big trauma with a big T and little trauma with a little T. Um, you, you had a physical trauma to you that, that you said you had a car accident. Does it work for people with sort of uh, emotional traumas as well? Can, can it also help them shake off the, the tensions that are brought to them from um, childhood trauma, for example? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So what would happen is that the body would, so the body um, translates emotional traumas and almost um, almost translates it into a physical trauma because it's held in the body, which is obviously a, a physical space. So those two things become completely intertwined. Um, and often, um, so what happens is when we start the tremoring process, it's really I'm not shaking my body. My body is shaking me. So it's really... It's involuntary, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very um, strange feeling to begin with. Um, It's a little bit, I suppose it's a little bit like if you have um, worked a muscle or something and you feel it shaking after. That's the closest thing I can, you know, like if you've got a sort of shake in your leg or something. That's the sort of thing. It is very involuntary. Um, So... Nine times out of ten, when you're shaking, there is no memory that comes with it. But on occasion, there can be. So you could be shaking, and then suddenly you get um, like a, a bubble of emotion, for instance. Um, and it might be just a feeling of sadness that you have no idea what it's attached to. And the point is just to discard it. You know, let the body throw away. It's a bit like you know, you're taking it's jumping the rubbish, throwing it in the bin. We don't look at what we've thrown away, we just throw it away. So it's the same sort of thing. So you might have a bubble of sadness that pops up in the body somewhere and as you're shaking, you know, you feel it move through the body and then it just disappears. And you're like, I don't know what that was, you know, or you might cry with it. Again, I don't know why I'm crying, but you know, I need I just need to. Um similarly it could be a bubble of funny stuff or happy you know do people laugh when they're doing these tremor exercises completely i had a woman you know she went she spent 20 minutes just giggling you know because that was what her body wanted to do it wanted to play um 
you know, want, it really, want to just, I want to release all this stuff and I want to play. Um, you know, and I think because actually nowadays we spend a lot of the time in our prefrontal cortex, which is, you know, the front part of the brain is very, very intelligent, very serious, um, which is fabulous. But we forget that the reptilian part of the brain, which is the oldest part of our brainstem, you know, uh, that's the bit that keeps us alive on a very basic survival level. And that's the bit that connects. So when we do TRE, it's that part of the brain that gets to come out and play um, and shake off stuff it doesn't want. Um, and that can be quite funny because then sometimes you see this sort of battle going. <laughs> no, 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 I look silly. I look silly and tries to tighten you up. And the back's going at the back. No, no, I let to loose. Play. <laughs> exactly. Let me shake. Um, so, yeah, once we, we just ask this to sort of just stand to the side, just let the rest of it have its play time um and then yeah all sorts of things can come out so it can be emotional it can be physical um yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, let's have a play then, Lisa. Um, it's very therapeutic to watch. Um, I'll try my best to also join in. I'm, I'm in a sort of makeshift studio. But um, can you sort of um, demonstrate a little bit for our Facebook uh, audience? And of course, uh, we also have uh, listeners listening uh, on the radio. Um, so maybe if you can talk us through some of the movements that you do. Is there a set length to, to these exercises? Or is it sort of however long your body wants to um, uh, shake off the tension? Yeah, so what we do is we take you through seven little exercises that activate the tremor mechanism. And what we're trying to do is sort of stress that particular muscle um, to about 70% of its stress level. And so the exercises are developed so that they isolate particular muscles. So you're individually working on a muscle and you're not, you're trying to keep everything else nice and relaxed. Um, so it will be quite difficult for me to take you through all the exercises because I'd have to stand up and sit down. Um, but I can... How about just the upper body, maybe just waist up? <laughs> waist up. Okay, so the exercises... Well, I can sort of start stand up. The exercises start in the feet. So we start with the feet and then we work into the calf muscles. So we're literally... I can stand up so you can see my legs. So you're literally just... So you're holding on to something balance and you're just going to go up on your tippy toes okay yeah and so standing on I'm one leg yes yeah, sorry that's quite yeah standing on one leg so you're pushing upwards so you're literally using just your calf muscle to push you towards um to push you upwards and that then would make the calf muscle nice and warm so you're literally just putting all your mental state into that calf muscle warming it up and then, you know, you give that a shake and then you would swap legs and then you would lift, lift yourself up using just the other calf muscles so that you, you know, you eat that up. Um, then we go into the hamstring. So, of course, we want to stretch the hamstring, which is that bit that sort of connects the back of the, you know, between the bottom and the, the back of the leg. And we do that by bending forward. And you can see this. I'm bending forward. I'm using my fingertips for balance and I've got one leg lifted. And I'm just going to do tiny bending movements with the leg that I'm standing on. So again, that will warm up this part, um, the hamstring area. So we do that again, and we do that on both on both legs. Um, next week, we would then work on the adductors. So again, we do that by coming nice and wide on a mat, and we bend the knees, and then we stretch um, ourselves forward. So we're sort of hanging upside down 
so that we can kind of stretch both. We're stretching both the inside of our abductors. And then we would walk, we do three deep breaths in the middle, then we would walk to the left foot. So we're stretching out the right inner thigh. And we do three deep breaths there. And we walk over to the right foot and we do three deep breaths there. So again, that we're stretching out both our inner abductors. Um, then we would go <laughs> to the psoas and we stretch the psoas, which is this area here. So that's quite that's a tricky Lower one. abdomen, yep. Yeah, so the lower abdomen area. And um, we then sort of try and get a little stretch happening there. And that will also create a bit of um, some shaking, mm. some shaking uh, action. And then the last one is to sit on the, on the wall in a chair position. Um, and that really does work on the quads and we get some really strong um, tension, some strong little vibrations, little tremoring there. So that's really good. And then after we've activated, so then the body will be activated in terms of its fight or flight um, response, and then we lie on the floor. So we put the feet in um, together so that we're in a butterfly position, with the soles of the feet pressed together, and then we lie down in that butterfly position. And very gradually, as we bring our knees towards each other, about sort of an inch at a time, so gradually lifting the knees up towards each other. And as we start to do that, we should be a little shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it, but I can imagine already um, it would shake if yeah. you've got your legs in the butterfly position. And just because the, the movements are so slow and it takes a lot of sort of control. Um, I see you also counting your breaths as well. Um, it's easy to forget to breathe um, when you're sort of so focused on these movements. So what we do is we do, we breathe deeply into the belly and then we do a sighing breath through the mouth. Um, and that means that we're not holding any tension in our face as we, as we breathe. And then as we do that, we breathe nice and deeply into the belly and we try to remember to breathe. And as you bring your, your legs up, you should get quite a strong um, response, actually. Quite. And then it's a case of really letting the body do what the body wants to do. So as a provider, I'm there to kind of sherpa, you know, people to, you know, to show them how to do it. And basically there to hold space and make sure that what they're doing is safe. They feel safe. They feel able to um, let, the, let the tremor move. Yeah. And of course, the other thing would, you know, that I'm there to do is to make sure that if, if there is a, an area where it's a little bit stuck and we see perhaps same as tremoring stops here, um, there are things that we can do to just sort of help move the tremor up the body a little bit more. So if it gets stuck at the waist or in the stomach area and it's sort of very much located in the hips, then what we really want to do is allow that tremor to move freely up the body so that it can find whatever it wants to release. And as I say, I can help to um, you know, help help people kind of work out ways of doing that. Because sometimes yeah. the tension might get stuck in certain parts of our body and doesn't want to sort of come out uh, of the body. Um, we've got a few minutes before the, the, the news. Lisa, I just wanted to very quickly sort of turn to um, some sort of stories or, or examples of, of people you've helped with. Um, what sorts of uh, challenges did they come to you with and how did your exercises help them through uh, their emotions? So I've um, helped, well, I've worked with lots of uh, some people who, like just as families, they've got sort of family tension. 
Um, and one particular person, you know, she was, uh, it was a, the husband was extremely kind of volatile and just going from zero to 100, super stressed. And we did a, a series of six sessions together and that brought his stress levels and responses down. So he was really calm. But of course, then the thing was his wife was expecting him to be um, up here. So she was still up here. <laughs> and so she became, and we brought, you know, again, relaxed her. Um, I had another patient who, uh, or client, I should say, but she was suffering from extreme PTSD and she had actually couldn't actually control her bowel movements because her body was in so such stressed, a yeah. Yeah, sense of stress. And we did three sessions together. We were very, very intense. Um, and after that, she had, you know, she regained full control. Um, her, her body had regained full control because actually what was happening, she was in balance. You know, her body was in a very state a strong state of imbalance, if you like. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it sounds like these exercises are sort of suitable for people of different ages. They're not terribly strenuous and can be very playful. So it's suitable for sort of children <laughs> as well. Yes, I've also worked with my nephew. Um, you know, he also was sort of feeling quite stressed going through school exams and things like that. So we did a session together. And I think also what's interesting is that children also follow their parent stress response. So if you've got a parent who's, you know, suppressing stress and not dealing with it and then getting stress illnesses um, like Crohn's disease and things like that, then, of course, if you work with the child, the child won't then grow into that disease as well because otherwise, you know, you're, yeah. they're going to be behaving. So how can people find out more about you and your work, Lisa? Have you got a website or a Facebook page we can go to? Yes, I have a website called tre4professionals.com um, and the Facebook page is also TRE for Professionals. And I work uh, regular sessions, private and group sessions with All About You Centre in Shenwang. Brilliant. Lisa, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and thank you so much for demonstrating a, a condensed version for our listeners and for our Facebook audience. And that's Lisa Glasgow, a TRE uh, health practitioner. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. <laughs> Take care. Bye for now. And a quick look at the weather forecast for this.